You're listening to the Earn That Body podcast, episode number 128. Welcome to the Earn That Body show with Kim Eagle. Kim is an award-winning personal trainer. She trains her clients all over the world online and is passionate about empowering people by getting fit and healthy. Did you know that the immune system does a remarkable job of defending you against disease causing microorganisms, but sometimes, as we know, it does fail, which means a germ invades and you get sick. So the question becomes, how can we make sure this happens less often? Is it possible that we could actually assist our immune system, our immune response to boost the immune system through things like diet, vitamins, herbal preparations, lifestyle changes, do you think that those things can actually benefit your immune system? Well, I dug in and did the research and you might be surprised which things do and do not technically help. But let's find out what we can do because let's face it, nobody likes being sick. So that's what we're going to talk about today after this. And now, it's time for the Eagle's Eye on Health. These are Kim's quick tips, latest health news, or piece of weekly inspiration. Today's Eagle Eye on Health. It's uh, not exactly a research topic or news. It's nothing, nothing that I read, but something that I'm going to talk about because it keeps coming up with a lot of clients and several people that I've talked to regularly. It's definitely a topic you're all going to laugh at me because you're going to think, well, this is her favorite topic to talk about. The topic of going to the bathroom. Number two, poop. Now, (laughs) I did do an entire podcast called The Scoop on Poop, and that is number 53. If you missed The Scoop on Poop, I highly recommend you go back and listen to episode number 53 because it's gonna tell you a lot of very important things about why this is one of my favorite topics. It's really not my favorite topic, but but as I say, going to the bathroom in the morning, number two, can make or break a day, right? Okay, so here's why I'm making it an eagle's eye on health. Because what I'm finding is a lot of, uh, not a lot of my clients, but several clients lately are telling me that they are constipated. And let me tell you, if you're trying to lose weight, and you get on the scale, and you haven't had a bowel movement in three days, it is not going to be the number on the scale that you are hoping for. And it's not your fault. You are backed up. You physically have not eliminated anything in your body for three days, except urination, hopefully. But that is not normal. That is not anything I want for anyone. Like You should be having a bowel movement every single day. And I know for some people it's every other day and that's normal for them and their whole life they've been like that and they feel totally fine. And that's that's okay if that's how you are. But if you tend to get constipated and you tend to go three days without a bowel movement, that definitely means something is sort of not in harmony in your body. And again, all the details about all of that are in episode number 53. So please go back and listen to that. But what I'm finding for a lot of the people right now is it's not necessarily that they're not getting enough fiber or hydration. It's that they are not taking the time in the morning to be able to go to the bathroom. 
And I specifically remember having a professor, a professor in my graduate school. Now I went to school for Eastern medicine. So like 99% of my instructors were Chinese. And this very tall Chinese professor that I had um, with his you know, accent and everything was talking to us about bowel movements because again, bowel movements in Eastern medicine tell us a lot about the health of someone's body. And so he had a whole uh, a whole topic about it. And he was saying that he found it very interesting that in America, he sees a ton of patients with constipation. And he felt that one of the reasons was because everyone in America is in such a rush. They get up in the morning, they grab their coffee, they run out the door. They never sit down and like relax for a while, maybe sip on the coffee, maybe meditate when they get up, even read. Nope, they get right onto their laptops and they get right into email, they get right into stress, right into work or right in the car. And they're, and he was just always saying like, nope, these people who are constipated, they don't have time to sit and have a bowel movement and that's why they're constipated. I honestly think this is definitely the cause of constipation for a lot of my clients and a lot of people that I know. It's really something that you want to work on. And how do you do that? So you're right now, you're like, yeah, well, that's me, but I'm in a rush in the morning. Like, I don't have time to sit and relax on the pot. <laughs> but you're going to have to make time because it's actually affecting your health, right? It's a, There's nothing good about being constipated. So I'm wondering if you're one of these people, and again, I say this all the time, if I'm bringing this up, it means it's happening to many, many people. It's not just you. So right now someone's going, oh my God, she is specifically talking about me. This is what I, I she just emailed me last week. Like she's talking about me. I only do it in a podcast episode on it if it's lots of people. So it's not just you. Um, but I do wanna say that I think you need to get up earlier. If you are the person who feels like you are too rushed in the morning to really sit and have a chance to have a bowel movement, get up 30 minutes earlier. It will be worth it to have that extra time to be able to get whatever it is in the morning done and have a bowel movement and then walk out the door without being so rushed and frantic. So that is the Eagle's Eye on Health today because it's something I want you to think about. I want you to think, am I this person? Is this potentially why I don't have a bowel movement? And is there anything that you can do about it? It might mean going to bed earlier at night so you can get up earlier in the morning, but I promise you it will be worth it. All right, that's your Eagle's Eye on Health. Now let's get back to the topic today, which is our immune system. The immune system is amazing. I'm always amazed by the human body. We don't have to tell the human body what to do, right? And so that's why I'm always telling you guys to honor your body, fuel your body, don't starve your body, because your body is doing everything it can to keep you alive. That is the job, basically, of your body. Whether you tell it to, Consciously or not, the body is trying to keep you alive. And so your immune system is definitely part of that. It's trying to keep the germs out. It's trying to keep you healthy. And sometimes I know people who get sick a lot 
And then I know people who never get sick. And the researchers are out there trying to figure out, well, what is it about some people who, you know, are getting sick all the time or aren't? Are there things that we can do to boost our immune system? And the idea of boosting our immunity, that's exciting because who likes to be sick, right? It's the worst. And the thought of doing what you can to have the strongest immune system, that's definitely appealing. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to dive in. We're going to figure out if if anything has been researched that's proven any truth. And just so you know, the majority of the information that I got today is from Harvard Health News. All right. So I always try to get that research from somewhere. And let's see where we're going to begin is uh, getting the immune system strong, right? So here's the issue. The immune system is not a thing really, it's a system. It's not a single thing. So to function well, it definitely requires this balance and harmony. And there's still a lot of researchers that don't know about how the immune response is really happening. And sadly, there are no scientifically proven direct links between lifestyle and enhanced immune function. But there are still things that you can do that are going to benefit your immune system. Now, here's the first thing that people go to for helping their immunity, products. There are many products on the store shelves that claim to boost or support your immune system. I'm sure you see them all this time of year. Of course, I don't know when you're going to hear this episode, depending on when you find my podcast. But right now, it's definitely still the flu season. We're heading into March. The concept of boosting immunity actually makes very little sense scientifically, according to the researchers. Would you be boosting the number of cells in your body, immune cells, other cells? Because that actually could be a bad thing. For example, athletes who engage in blood doping, pumping blood into their systems to boost the number of blood cells and enhance their performance, they actually are in, they're increasing the number of cells, but they run the risk of having strokes. So that's not always the goal. Which cells should you be boosting? To what number should you boost them? I mean, that's really what these products are saying that they're doing, right? And so far, scientists, they don't know the answer to that that would actually benefit your immune system. What is known is that the body is continually generating immune cells. The body's going to do that whether you tell it to or not. And I'm pretty sure none of us are telling it to do that. We just have to, again, appreciate that the body is continually generating immune cells. Certainly, it produces many more lymphocytes, is what they're called, than it can even use. And the extra cells remove themselves through a process of cell death. Again, that's done on its own. And some are uh, go into that natural process of cell death before they see any action at all, and some after they battle with different kinds of germs. But no one knows how many of those cells or what the best mix of cells would be for the immune system to function at a more optimal level. So will the products help you? We don't really know that. We don't really know how they would help you. And if we were, it sounds like if the researchers were making a product, they wouldn't even know what to make it do. Because again, producing more cells that's not necessarily gonna be the answer. 
Now, can diet help your immune system? Because we're always told, well, if you eat healthier, you'll have a stronger immune system, right? A healthy immune system needs regular nourishment. Absolutely. Scientists have long recognized that people who live in poverty and are malnourished are more vulnerable to infectious diseases. Whether the increased rate of disease is actually caused by malnutrition, however, is not really known. And there's still relatively few studies of the effects of nutrition on the immune system of humans and even fewer studies that tie the effects of nutrition directly to the development of diseases. So even though I, you know me, I wanna tell you, like you must eat healthy because it's gonna help the immune system. Again, we don't really know for sure what it's doing, but I can pretty much assure you that eating healthy is only gonna make things easier for you. If you do get sick and you are a healthy person, it seems to me that people fight germs better. They fight sickness better if they are strong and healthy. Now, can herbs and supplements help your immune system? You walk into that store, again, some are are odd products like we just talked about, and some are specifically herbs and supplements, and they say they're going to help you. They're going to help your immune system. You will find bottles and pills and herbal preparations that claim to support immunity or otherwise boost the health of your immune system. And although some preparations have been found to alter some components of the immune function, thus far, there is no evidence that they actually boost immunity to the point where you are better protected against infection and disease. Demonstrating whether an herb or any substance for that matter can enhance immunity is highly complicated according to these researchers. It's just not that easy for them to to decipher something like that in a test. Scientists don't know, for example, whether an herb that seems to raise the levels of antibodies in the blood is actually doing anything beneficial to your overall immunity. So they might be able to test the antibodies in your blood, but they still don't know if that means you're gonna fight off that cold any better. That would be something that would be very hard for them to demonstrate in a test. So I'm not a huge fan of the herbs and supplements, although I will say this, there is one thing that I take, and I I am not paid to say this, (laughs) but I do take one thing. My my family started taking it, my mom and my sister, and they told me about it, and I don't think it's going to hurt me, especially the amount of time that I take it. But if I feel like the smallest tickle in my throat, There are these things called wellness drops, and they sell them at Whole Foods. They probably sell them elsewhere, but they're literally called wellness drops. And I think they come in pill form too, but I take the actual liquid, which tastes so bad. And you take about, you know, three squirts in your mouth, and it does have certain herbs in it. And of course, I, hey, I come from Chinese medicine. I believe in herbs. I just don't believe you take them every day. I believe that when you wait and take them for those moments like this, when, oh, maybe now I'm getting sick, the very first tickle in my throat, I do take these wellness drops. And knock on wood, I don't get sick very often. So you might want to check them out. But I'm not going to say that the research says it works because the research says they kind of don't know. Now, here's another interesting thing about the immune system. Does aging hurt your immune system? 
Well, unfortunately, as we age, our immune response capability does become reduced, which in turn contributes to more infections and sadly more cancer. As life expectancy in developed countries has increased, so too has the incidence of age-related conditions. Now, while some people age healthily, which is great, the conclusion of many studies is that compared with younger people, the elderly are more likely to contract infectious diseases and even more importantly, more likely to die from them. Respiratory infections, influenza, and particularly pneumonia are a leading cause of death in people over 65 worldwide. No one knows for sure why this happens, but some scientists observe that this increased risk correlates with, one, a decrease in T cells, possibly from the thymus atrophying with age and producing fewer T cells to fight off infection. Now, whether this decrease in the thymus function explains the drop in T cells or whether other changes play a role, still not fully understood. And two, others are interested in whether the bone marrow becomes less efficient at producing stem cells that give rise to the cells of the immune system. Now, a reduction in immune response to infections has been demonstrated by older people's response to vaccines. For example, and this is really interesting, studies of the influenza vaccine have shown that for people over 65, the vaccine is much less effective compared to healthy children over the age of two. But despite the reduction in efficacy, vaccinations for influenza and pneumonia have significantly lowered the rates of sickness and death in older people when compared with no vaccination. So basically they're saying that the vaccine after 65, it might be less effective, and yet there are lower rates of sickness and death uh, for people who do take the vaccine. So I know a lot of older people take the flu shot and I certainly think that's probably a good idea as you get older. Um, but that would be something you always want to discuss with your doctor. Now there does appear to be a connection between nutrition and immunity in the elderly, a form of malnutrition that is surprisingly common in affluent countries is known as micronutrient malnutrition. Now this, is, uh, this basically means when a person is deficient in some essential vitamins and trace minerals that are obtained from or supplemented by diet can be common in the elderly. Older people tend to eat less, you know, and often they have a lot less variety in their diet. So they're not eating a lot and the variety isn't very much. So one important question is whether dietary supplements may help older people maintain a healthier immune system. Older people always want to discuss this with their physician who is well versed in geriatric nutrition because while some dietary supplementation may be beneficial for older people, even small changes can have a really serious effect on this age group. And always check out my last podcast episode that I just did about vitamins a couple weeks ago. So again, what's really important is that you are always talking to your doctor. So if you are in that 65 and older age group, you might need 
some extra nutrients. You might need some extra vitamins, but do listen to episode number 126 from a couple weeks ago because there are some things you just want to make sure that you check on your vitamin label, but always, like I said, talk to your doctor. Now, another thing that people often say affects your immune function is stress. So do you think stress hurts the immune system? Modern medicine has come to appreciate the closely linked relationship of mind and body. Isn't it great that we live in a time where finally medicine is appreciating that relationship? Because the mind and body connection is so powerful, everyone. And if you don't believe that, there's a ton of research out there that definitely proves that. A wide variety of problems, including stomach upset, hives, even heart disease, are linked to the effects of emotional stress. And despite the challenges, scientists are actively studying the relationship between stress and the immune function. But there are a lot of challenges in how they study this relationship. For one thing, stress is really difficult to define. What may appear to be stressful or a stressful situation for one person is not necessarily a stressful situation for someone else. And when people are exposed to situations they regard as stressful, it's difficult for them to measure, well, how much stress do they feel? And it's really difficult for the scientist to know if a person's subjective impression of the amount of stress is accurate. It's really hard to decipher those things. The scientists can only measure things that may reflect stress, like the number of times the heart beats each minute, but such measures also may reflect many other factors. So most scientists studying the relationship of stress and the immune function, however, do not study a sudden, short-lived stressor, okay? So rather, they want to study the more constant and frequent stressors known as chronic stress such as that caused by relationships with, are you ready for this? Chronic stress coming from things like family, friends, coworkers, or even sustained challenges to perform well at one's job. And some scientists are investigating whether ongoing stress takes a toll on the immune system. And there really is a difference between that acute stress and that ongoing chronic stress that people have in their lives. It is hard to perform what scientists call a controlled experiment on any human beings. In controlled experiments, the scientists can change one and only one factor, such as the amount of a particular chemical, and then measure the effect of that change on some other measurable phenomenon, such as the amount of antibodies produced by a particular type of immune system cell when it is exposed to the chemical. Now, in a living animal, and especially in a human being, that kind of control is just not possible. It's, it's really not. Since there's so many other things happening to the animal or the person at the time that measurements are being taken. And despite these inevitable difficulties in measuring the relationship of stress to immunity, scientists are definitely making progress, but they can't say for sure what's going on with stress and the immune system. So as I always say, it's still better to have less stress in your body. It might be helping your immune system. They just can't say for sure right now. But we do know that stress on the body 
is hurting your health overall, right? So it's still something that you definitely want to focus on reducing. Now here's a funny one that we've definitely heard in our time. Does being cold give you a weak immune system? Almost every mother has said it, yeah? Or at least our mothers did in our generation. Wear a jacket or you'll catch a cold. Well, is she actually right? So far, researchers who are studying this question think that normal exposure to moderate cold doesn't increase your susceptibility to any type of infection. Most health experts agree that the reason winter is that cold and flu season, it's not that people are actually physically cold, but rather that they spend a lot of time indoors, a lot more time indoors in the wintertime, in closer contact with other people who are then doing what? Passing on their germs. So it's more that you're in these confined spaces way more in the wintertime, and that's potentially why people get sick in the wintertime, not because they're actually cold. But researchers remain interested in this question in different populations, and some experiments with mice suggest that cold exposure might reduce the ability to cope with infection. But what about humans? Scientists have dunked people in cold water. Can you believe this? I will never be the person who signs up for this uh, lab experiment. Scientists have dunked people in cold water and made others sit nude in sub-freezing temperatures. They studied people who've lived in Antarctica and those on expeditions in Canadian Rockies, and the results have actually been quite mixed. For example, researchers documented an increase in upper respiratory infections in competitive cross-country skiers who exercise quite vigorously in the cold, but whether these infections are due to the cold or other factors, like, for example, dryness of the air, well, they don't know. They can't make that determination. There was a group of Canadian researchers that reviewed hundreds of medical studies on the subject and conducted some of its own research that concludes that there's no need to worry about moderate cold exposure. It has no detrimental effect on the human immune system. Should you bundle up when it's cold outside? Well, the answer is yes. If you're uncomfortable, if, you, if you're like me and you hate to be cold, then yes, bundle up. Or if you're going to be outdoors for an extended period, where you could actually get frostbite or hypothermia, yeah, you should probably bundle up. But you don't have to worry about bundling up for the sake of your immune system. Now, another one that you often hear, can exercise benefit your immune system? Well, regular exercise is one of what they call the pillars of healthy living. It improves your cardiovascular health, it lowers your blood pressure. It helps control body weight. It protects against so many diseases. But does it actually boost your immune system naturally and keep it healthy? Just like a healthy diet, exercise can contribute to general good health and therefore a healthy immune system. And it may contribute even more directly by promoting good circulation, which is what allows the cells and the substances of the immune system to move through the body freely and do their job more efficiently. Some scientists are trying to take this to the next step to determine whether exercise directly affects a person's susceptibility to infection. So for example, some researchers are looking at whether extreme amounts of intensive exercise can cause athletes to get sick more often 
or somehow impair their immune function. And to do this sort of research, exercise scientists typically ask athletes to exercise intensively. The scientists then test their blood and urine before and after the exercise to detect any changes in immune system components. And while some changes have been recorded, immunologists do not yet know what these changes mean in terms of human immune response. It certainly seems like that's what we're hearing about all of this, right? Whether it's diet or age or nutrition, it seems like really the immunologists, they just don't know yet if these changes are affecting that human immune response. But these subjects of the elite athletes undergoing intense physical exertion, what about, that's for the intense level, I should say, but what about moderate exercise for the average person? Does it help keep the immune system healthy? For now, even though a direct beneficial link hasn't been established, it's definitely reasonable to consider moderate regular exercise to be a beneficial arrow in the quiver of healthy living, as they say. A potentially important means for keeping your immune system healthy along with the rest of your body. So again, we know we know that exercise is important for the body. We know it's going to keep you healthy and strong. And so probably it helps the immune system in some way. We just can't really say for sure. Now, one approach that could help researchers get more complete answers about whether lifestyle factors like exercise help improve immunity takes advantage of the sequencing of the human genome. So really getting down deep here, the the opportunity for research based on updated biomedical technology can be employed to give a more complete answer to this and similar questions about the immune system. For example, microarrays or gene chips based on the human genome, that allows scientists to look simultaneously at how thousands of gene sequences are turned on or off in response to specific physiological conditions. For example, blood cells from athletes before and after exercise. And researchers hope to use these tools to analyze patterns in order to better understand how the many pathways involved act at once. So I just find it interesting that we're this far along in life, in the world, and you know, I just feel like technology has come so far. And when I decided to do this episode, I was thinking I was going to find all this research so I could tell you, yes, look at this. Exercise makes a huge difference in your immune system. And absolutely, look at this. Nutrition makes a huge difference in your immune system. I was actually very surprised to see that the reality was that they they don't really know and that it is definitely because it's a very hard thing to test. But I will tell you this. If none of these things are proven to help all that much in building a strong immune system, I still think that there's a lot that we can do. I think that general healthy living strategies are a good way to get your immune system as strong as possible, or if nothing else, to get your body as strong as possible if you do get sick so you can fight that sickness. So let's talk about a few healthy ways that we could probably strengthen our immune system or at the very least strengthen our body so that we can handle the situations in case that germ does get in and we do get sick. The first thing you can do to benefit your immune system 
is really choose a healthy lifestyle, right? And so that would include don't smoke, eat a diet high in fruits and vegetables, exercise regularly, maintain a healthy weight. If you drink alcohol, you probably want to drink in moderation. You need to get adequate sleep. I definitely know for me, sleep is a huge factor in getting sick. Sometimes if I have that tickle in my throat and I get a good night's sleep, I can knock it out immediately. And if I can't, I usually get sicker. Take steps to avoid infection as much as you can. So during these winter months when it is cold and we are all indoors and we have close contact with everyone, you want to avoid infection by washing your hands frequently. And I mean frequently and like really suds them up. If you go to the gym, do not touch your face. Do not touch anything. I mean, honestly, you really shouldn't even be bringing your phone around the gym because then you touch something and you touch your phone. So you have to be willing to disinfect your phone every time after the gym if you're doing that. And as soon as you leave the gym, you go straight to the bathroom and you wash your hands with soap and warm water before you touch your phone, before you get in your car. That's going to make a big difference. Um, Minimizing stress. Absolutely. We got to get on the stress thing, everyone. I know life is stressful and I know we all have a lot going on, but it's time to start minimizing that stress. So all in all, I think we fall back to that common sense living. I, I sometimes say, you know, I talk a lot about the common sense diet. I've made that up, but uh, but now I call it common sense living, right? I'm pretty sure that living a healthy lifestyle is going to help more than hurt our immune system. I'm fairly confident that getting enough nourishment through real food versus processed foods is going to help our body stay strong. I'm pretty confident that getting enough sleep, seven to eight hours a night minimum, is gonna help more than hurt our immune system. And I'm fairly certain that working out consistently and in moderation is gonna help not hurt. Less stress will always be better for our immune system. I feel confident about that. It's about taking care of you as best you can. And when you do, your systems in the body thrive much better. I mean, we have all seen the times we're stressed and not taking care of ourselves as often a time that we get sick. Working too hard, not getting enough sleep, stressed out of our minds, which often leads to bad eating and then not getting enough sleep and, you know, one cycle into another. It, doesn't it seem like after those kind of times in your life, that's when you get sick? I get sick rarely, again, knock on wood, but when I do, I can almost always associate it to being in a very heavy training workout load. Like sometimes after that marathon, my body finally breaks down and I get sick. Um, Very common for me. If I'm not getting enough sleep, if I'm not eating well on a trip, it seems like that's when I get sick. So take care of you, and guess what? You will take care of your immune system. It'll happen, even if the exact research isn't there. I'm just certain that if you take care of yourself, it's going to be better than if you don't. And there you have it. Did you know that that's everything I can tell you about the immune system? (laughs) That's really it for today. That's it for the immune system. Did you also know this? 
that I almost have 100 reviews on iTunes for the Earn That Body podcast. And everyone who does listen to the podcast, I have to tell you, I so appreciate when you email me or when you see me and you tell me that, hey, I love your podcast. So many people lately have been like, I just binged like 20 episodes of your podcast. Thank you so much. Now, let me ask you this. If you're one of those people who love the podcast, did you give me a review yet on iTunes? Because I'm almost at 100. And right now you're thinking, oh, no, I didn't. But everybody else will. Actually, could you? (laughs) That would be so awesome. I don't make any money doing this podcast. It is definitely a project of love, you could say. But I do appreciate the reviews because more reviews I get the easier it is to spread the word and get the the podcast out to more people. So if you're someone and you're on iTunes and you haven't left a review yet, I'm almost there. Will you help me get to 100? I would so appreciate it. And don't forget, Summer Body Bootcamp, it's almost starting April 8th. It's pretty full right now, but it's still open for registration. I would love to have you join us. The workouts are awesome. I When I filmed them, I was sore for days. These are great workouts. You can integrate them into your own workout prog- uh, program or you can use them for your workout program. And if you wanna get registered, do it soon because it's almost sold out. Go to shockthatbody.com for the details. Now go take all the tips for healthy living, put them into play so you can get that immune system strong right away. For more information about Kim Eagle's online programs, go to earnthatbody.com or check out Earn That Body on all forms of social media, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube.